This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, Wow. You're in exactly the right place at the right time. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. You know what's fascinating about this entire debate? And here it is in front of the Supreme Court. It's not like I hide my opinion. I have millions and millions of you. Same with Fox. Same on The Blaze. I specifically said on Fox, during Life, Liberty, and Levin, I have said behind this microphone, when dear colleagues were dismissing this entire movement on Section 3, 14th Amendment, as an outlier, it's no big deal, so forth and so on. Now they're all experts on it. That this needs to be blunted, It needs to be stopped. And I laid out the reasons for it. I've posted some of them on our social media sites within the last hour. Laid out the case against the ballot removal arguments, because I saw them coming from Lawrence Tribe, Michael Ludig, and other absolute unhinged obsessed morons former circuit judge, former Harvard professor. And it needed to be addressed, so I addressed it. All these arguments you're hearing now on TV and all these arguments you're hearing from the justices and so forth, you're familiar with all of them, those of you who listen to this program, because we laid them out. Hook, line, and sinker. Now this report comes out on Trump. So I'm thinking about this as I have in the past. 
Back in August of 2021, I made the case that Joe Biden should be removed under the 25th Amendment because of his dementia. I said it on Sean Hannity's program. I said specifically on Fox that the standards of the 25th Amendment were more than met. 4 p.m. today, Eastern Time, I posted it again, that this report underscores that Joe Biden is an imbecile. I don't say that in a derogatory way. I say in a legal way. He's an imbecile. Special counsel met with him for a few hours, interviewed him, and concluded the same thing. He didn't know when he was vice president or when the vice presidency ended. He didn't know what year his son passed away. The man is in stage five dementia. As told you before, there's seven stages. He's in stage five. So I post that the 25th Amendment should be used. So one of our friends, one of our hosts, two hours later or so, waves around the Constitution, talks about the 25th Amendment. I don't want a pat on the back. I'm just telling you folks, you're in the right place at the right time. You're in the right place at the right time. The next battle is going to be over Section 4 of the 14th Amendment. When it comes down to spending. We have fought that battle before. And we will fight it again. And then suddenly. Everybody will find section 4. Of the 14th amendment. And debate it. And litigate it. What I do. Not just for a career. Is I study this document. Like few have. Every damn word. Every damn syllable. Not because I don't know it, but because the enemies of this republic who've coalesced into the Democrat Party are trying to undo every syllable, every word, every sentence in the document. So we have to be prepared to defend it. I don't just come along as a legal analyst and start commenting on things that are happening. I'm telling you what they're doing and that they're coming. And that's what they're going to do. This 25th Amendment issue immediately came to my mind when I started reading this report. Now what the prosecutor and his office have done is not find anything novel or new. But they have swagger because of who they are and what they are that others don't. It's now officially in a report sent to Congress, sent to the Department of Justice, that the whole world can read. They went in to interview Joe Biden, and they had to come out of there stunned. They didn't know when his vice presidency ended. He didn't know when his son died. He couldn't remember anything. Now, some who play act, that would be rope dope but that's not rope-a-dope when you're in stage five dementia. The Democrats today, the media today, same thing, are very upset by this report. But you should be furious for several reasons. Number one, they have every intention of trying to nominate a man to the presidency who shouldn't be anywhere near the grounds of the White House. He is a sick man. 
making life and death decisions for our country, for other countries like Israel. He is a sick man. And I said this to you either earlier this week or last week. And it's not the first time. The idea that his wife, the idea that his staff, the idea that his friends, the idea that the media and the Democrat Party and Joe Scarborough and his ilk will continue to promote this man, continue to try and protect him, continue to lie to their audiences, to their readers, to the American people. Oh, he's sharp. He's sharp as can be. The same way they lie about the border. The border's secure. Oh, it's not secure. So it's actually the fault of the Republicans. If they would just pass our law. The question I have for the rest of America. How much longer are you going to put up with this? The 25th Amendment. I want to congratulate those, the host who, uh, who reads my site. They all should read it quite frankly. Here's the 25th Amendment, Section 1. In case of the removal of the president from office or his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. Section 2. Whenever there is a vacancy in the office of the vice president, the president shall nominate a vice president who shall take office upon confirmation by majority vote of both houses of Congress. So Gerald Ford became president. Section 3. Whenever the president transmits to the president pro tem of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives his written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, and until he transmits to them a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the vice president as acting president. Now, if Joe Biden were a patriot, if his wife was a loving wife and patriot, she would pressure him and he would tell the Speaker of the House and the President pro tem of the Senate that he's unfit to serve. But he's running for re-election with the full support of his party and the media. Section 4. Whenever the vice president, this is important, and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments, or the cabinet secretaries, or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, it is not, transmit to the president pro tem of the Senate and the Speaker of the House the written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. Not one cabinet secretary has said so. The vice president hasn't. And you have this Hollywood uh, stick figure, Gruesome Newsom, who's running around telling the American people Joe Biden is the smartest, swiftest, most accomplished president in American history. Because he is a lousy, good-for-nothing political hack. Every damn cabinet officer that serves this president knows exactly what's going on. The vice president does. Every media outlet knows exactly the same thing. Whenever the vice president, a majority of either the principal officers, so you need Kamala Harris and a majority of the cabinet. 
Thereafter, when the president transmits to the president pro tem of the Senate and the Speaker of the House his written declaration that no inability exists, so the president says, wait a minute. I'm the brightest guy to ever serve here. In fact, I'm running for re-election. Despite the vice president and a majority of the cabinet saying, I think we have a problem here. What happens? He shall resume the powers and duties of his office unless the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments, its vice president and majority of the cabinet, transmit within four days to the president pro tem of the Senate and the Speaker of the House their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. So the vice president and majority of the cabinet, they tell the Senate president, and they tell the Speaker that this guy, he's not cutting it. We're sorry. I, Kamala, need to step in. I'll deal with that in a minute. President says, wait a minute. I'm quite capable of doing this job. I'll send my own letter. Now, of an impasse. Then the vice president and majority of the cabinet must yet again write the Senate president and the Speaker of the House and say, uh, he's wrong. They have to do it within four days of the president writing it. Their written declaration has to state the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. Thereupon, Congress shall decide the issue. Assembling with 48 hours for that purpose, if not in session, if the Congress within 21 days after receipt of the latter written declaration, or if Congress is not in session, within 21 days after Congress is required to assemble, determines by two-thirds vote of both houses the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, so it takes a two-thirds vote of both houses, the vice president shall continue to discharge the same as acting president. And if they fail, the president continues his duties. Follow that, Mr. Producer? But none of this has been triggered. None of it. So the 25th Amendment to the Democrats is a dead letter because all they care about is power. power. This is why one of the lead slip and fall ambulance chasing lawyers in this case for Joe Biden has said it was inappropriate for the special counsel to make these remarks. No, it's the most appropriate thing he could have done. Because Joe Biden has been hiding like a veal calf. No access to him. Media has no real access to him unless it's a slobbering interview by Joe Scarborough or somebody like that. No questions, no speeches, no interviews, unless the speech is written, it's a friendly audience, mumbles through it, and they laugh like clapping seals. We all know this to be true. All of us. And he's doing very dangerous things. The open borders. Now he's siding with Hamas against Israel. You know what he decided today? Blinken's put it out. Kirby's put it out. The spokes idiot at the Department of Defense have all said the same thing. Israel has one last section to defeat Hamas. It's where the Hamas leaders are. It's where the remaining Hamas terrorists are. They're gearing up to take them on, to destroy them. And Biden and Blinken have given the order, no, we do not support you doing this. It's come out of the Defense Department, the State Department, the National Security Council, the Office of the White House, and everybody. Do not defeat Hamas. That's what they're saying. Today. Today. 
This document should trigger extensive discussion about the 25th Amendment. All over the country, all over the media, the host who waved it around today, I don't expect him or her, I'm not going to die for the person, to explain where she or he originally saw it, but that's okay. It needs to expand on talk radio, on Fox, and any other legitimate news platform, of which there are very few. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them, and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. And we look at the uh, Espionage Act. And when you go through this report, it's clear that Biden violated the Espionage Act for several reasons. Number one, when he was the center and vice president, he was not president. And he did not have the authority of the chief executive of the nation. The president of the United States is the executive branch. And I really get tired of all this mumbo jumbo about how he can't declassify and if he's leaving. The only reason there is any level of classification and declassification in the executive branch is because the president is the executive branch. Some underling at the Department of Defense or somebody at the CIA, they decide you can only declassify if these 17 steps are taken. These underlings do not have the power to usurp or trump the power of the president. I don't believe the president can think that he's declassified, but by his actions, he can declassify. So if he takes documents with him, if he takes documents with him as president, when he's leaving the presidency, I want to explore this further. Yes, they're declassified. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, 
a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. The Espionage Act of 1917 and subsequent amendments cannot possibly apply to a sitting president. What do you mean, Mark? As I said before, he's the head of the executive branch. There is no executive branch but for the president. Everything else flows from that. Period. Documents are created by the executive branch. That is, people under the president, just because we have two, two and a half million bureaucrats and endless alphabet soup of departments and agencies and so forth and so on, he's the president. He's the one who's elected. He and the vice president are the only ones elected by all the people. At least for now. So he can't violate the Espionage Act. A president cannot commit acts of espionage because he determines what is and is not espionage. They might say, well, what if he gives secrets to the... Well, then you impeach him and remove him. That's what you do. That's the way the Constitution's written, whether people like it or not. Period. Otherwise, you have this anarchy that's taking place. If the president doesn't discern ultimately what is and is not classified, well, then who does? The courts? No. Congress? No. The secretary of widgets? No. President's in the Constitution. He's the commander-in-chief. That's the way it is, unless you amend the Constitution. Not by judicial fiat, not by statute, but by actual amendment. That's number one. Presidential Records Act, as we go through this again, was passed, I believe, memory serves, 1978. Give or take. There's no criminal provision in the Presidential Records Act. So the Espionage Act does not apply to the president. Presidential Records Act has no criminal provision. But Mark, but Mark, Trump left office with classified documents. Okay. But he didn't declassify them, Mark. How so? He didn't go through the process. What process? Well, the process that's in place by executive. The Constitution trumps everything. All the processes... All of it. And so, when the president says, if I think it's declassified, it's declassified, what he's trying to say there is, if I bring documents as president of the United States, not as a former president going into the White House and taking documents, as president of the United States, 
if I remove documents, I'm free to do so. Now, I'm not free to sell those documents to the enemy once I'm a private citizen. I'm not free to put them on the internet. I'm not free to disclose them and all the rest because I don't have the power of the presidency anymore. But the act as president with access to his documents created by his branch of government. Now, I don't mean his personal documents. I mean his presidential documents. Is not in doubt. So the lawyers, of course, they try and come up with all these cockamamie arguments. Some of the judges, too, do as well. It's actually quite simple. It's not complicated. They may not like the result, but who cares? Who the hell are they? Well, we want the documents back, damn it. Now, one of the reasons that Hillary Clinton wasn't charged and Joe Biden hasn't been charged even though they do not have the power of the presidency. They do not have the power to declassify. The vice president is not the head of the executive branch. The secretary of state is not, and yet both of them get a pass. On the issue of the substance, I'll get to obstruction in a minute, on the substance, both of them get a pass. Why? The Espionage Act does apply to the Vice President. The Espionage Act does apply to the Secretary of State. Why do they get a pass? Joe Biden is Senator. Took, took documents out of the skiff, folks. If the Espionage Act doesn't apply to that, it doesn't apply to anything related to, to Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton. He wrote notes in the margins on some of these documents. As somebody who worked eight years the Reagan administration, including having a code black clearance. Those writings in the margin are also government property. It doesn't matter once he's caught, Joe Biden says, we cooperated fully. That's not what the statute says. It says you're not to do these things. Not that you cooperated fully once you were caught. So Joe Biden violated the Espionage Act. There's no question about it. Hillary Clinton violated the Espionage Act. No question about it. But James Comey, a partisan hack, a slug, he said the gross negligence language in the statute really can't apply. There needs to be specific intent. So right there at the podium, he rewrote the statute. So Hillary gets a pass. Secretary of State. Joe Biden, now he's president, he's running for re-election. I think he knows he is. I'm not sure. Nonetheless... He gets a pass. So on the substance, on the substance of the Espionage Act, Hillary Clinton violated the Espionage Act. Joe Biden violated the Espionage Act. Donald Trump could not possibly violate the Espionage Act unless he sold or delivered information that could endanger the nation. After he left the presidency. Now. National Archives goes to the White House. They say. Former President Trump took all these boxes. He violated the Espionage Act. We believe he violated the Presidential Records Act. We believe. And they have to go to the White House. In order to get the criminal division. Of the Department of Justice involved. The Department of Justice. Goes to the White House as well. And 
Biden and his lawyers give them the go-ahead to criminalize the case. Long story short, because you know most of it, well, they issue a subpoena for the record. They're negotiating after all these months, and they issue a subpoena. We want these records back, all of them. Classified and unclassified. Now they have a right to have the documents back. They do. Unless they're purely personal. They're negotiating and then a month of silence. Because the U.S. attorney at that time, who is a Democrat hack, as is his wife, who wants to prosecute now people who are on the grounds of the Capitol building, even near the sidewalks and the streets, on January 6th, he's made that announcement. Hands the baton to Mr. Smith, who is a complete rogue prosecutor. They basically cut off the negotiations by not continuing them. And they go to a Democrat grand jury in Washington, D.C. Now keep in mind one other legal footnote. They're in the wrong jurisdiction. The documents are in Florida. The issues that are raised by the government are in Florida. The SWAT team was in Florida. The warrant was directed at Florida, Mar-a-Lago. But what the hell? So he violates the long-followed procedure of the Department of Justice. And he eventually moves it down to Florida in front of a real judge because he has his other judge in his back pocket. He's very upset about this. Now that said, there was fighting, infighting within the FBI, where some of the more seasoned, experienced, lower-level FBI officials said, uh, why are we doing a warrant and a SWAT team? There are other ways to do it. No, they were overruled. They were overruled. by the political FBI leaders, by the Democrats, by Mr. Smith. And so they did it. Now, why did they do all this? To set up an obstruction case, that's why. So when you hear legal analysts on TV now saying, but this is different, we've got obstruction here. Or when uh, Bill Barr, you know, waddles into the green room and then into the studio and says, this is different, this is obstruction, you know, when you screw with the government, they're going to screw back with, ah, that's very good legal analysis, just top shelf. Um, But they set him up. Well, if Trump would only, no, it's not if Trump would only. I worked for an attorney general at a conscious, it was moral and ethical. This never would have happened under Edwin Meese. I can tell you what would have happened. He would have picked up the phone and called the ex-president and said, look, I'm under pressure here, I need that stuff. And I need it by this date. I need it now. We're going to send people down there. We can do this quietly and get it back. We don't want a constitutional confrontation. We don't want to raise a bunch of litigation. There's an election coming up. For the sake of the country and all, this is the way we're going to handle it. That's what my attorney general would have done. I know he would have done it. I was his chief of staff. But that's not how Biden and the boys do it. Because they had already leaked to the New York Times. We're tired of this ponderous attorney general like he's a judge. We need somebody who's going to take action. 
And so they did. Now back to this report. The report uses the word willful. Willful, if it doesn't state flat out, certainly implies specific intent. When you willfully do something, you intend to do it. So we don't need to split words here, split hairs. So charges should have been pursued. Now that doesn't mean you don't have an issue of whether you can indict a sitting president, but wouldn't that be interesting? Take it to the same circuit that just told Trump you don't have immunity from actions you took as president after you leave the presidency. And by the way, man, you've got six days to make an appeal. And don't appeal to this court. You appeal to the Supreme Court. We've never seen anything like this before. You normally have 30 to 60 days, 30 to 60 days, to seek a full hearing by the full court, not just three judges. This panel said, no, you can't even appeal to the full court, and you have six days to appeal to the Supreme Court. (coughs) Meanwhile, there's Joe Biden. They don't lay a finger on him. Hillary Clinton. They don't lay a finger on her. They weren't, at the time, they weren't even president. They weren't even president. So I just point this out about how outrageous this is. So, on the one hand, the special counsel formalized, enshrined the fact that Joe Biden is not fit to be president. Period. Exactly what the 25th Amendment was adopted for. You know, Woodrow Wilson was president. He was a very crappy president. But in about the last two years of his life, he had suffered a massive stroke. He could barely communicate. So you know who ran the White House, Mr. Producer? You know who made the decisions for the country? His wife. She did. So who's making the decisions for the country now? Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. The man who's running foreign policy is Blinken. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. And worse, he had a spy ring, an Iranian spy ring, right under his nose. What did he know and when did he know it? And today he came out and endorsed Hamas and the terrorists, as did Kirby. Kirby's a phony admiral. Kirby never saw combat. He worked his way up the bureaucracy in Washington. He's been a communications guy for most of his naval career. Oh, Admiral. If he's an admiral, you know, I'm a four-star general, Mr. Producer. But more than that, they messaged the Department of Defense spokes idiot, Blinken, his own spokes idiot, Kirby, another spokes idiot, all these brilliant people who got our men and women murdered in Afghanistan and caused the death of three Americans. Of three Americans. Most recently. They have told Israel, 
you are not to attack the hangout, the, the, the last vestiges of Hamas, where their leaders are. And Blinken is doing that because he met with the head of Qatar, another inbred, who's trying to protect those leaders. I'm telling you, this is bad. The border decisions are not being made by Biden, they're being made by extremist racists who believe America was founded by white European imperialists. How do I know? I read what they say. It's in the Democrat Party Hates America. More when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Next hour, we're going to be discussing this Supreme Court argument and case, which was always a slam dunk against the enemy. Always. None of it ever made any sense. It was cobbled together. They got some friendly courts to hear it. They got some friendly secretaries of state. Other Democrat-controlled states decided, you know, we can do this too. It just shows you how corrupt the Democrat Party is. It also shows you what kind of kooks support it. You have Michael Ludig, former federal judge. He's completely unhinged now. It's time to go to a padded room next to Joe Biden. Then there's Lawrence Tribe. Uh, whose face is melting on TV right in front of our eyes. Uh, Another has-been who doesn't know when to hang it up. Another has-been who doesn't know how to hang it up. All the questions that were asked by the justices were issues that we raised here months ago because it's, it's black and white. It's simple. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. 
2811. One thing that's not getting enough emphasis before I get to the court in this report is this special counsel concludes that Joe Biden willfully removed and disclosed classified information. That's a crime. Of the Espionage Act, there may be other acts. That's a crime. He can't say that he's the president and he can remove and declassify these documents. He's not. He's the vice president. But they say that his case is different because as soon as, as soon as the government found out he had these documents, he cooperated. Excuse me. If you murder somebody and you become cooperative, that doesn't mean you're not charged with something. You're a cooperating witness or not even a witness. You're just a cooperating defendant. I want you to think about this. Because you're going to hear all kinds of BS on TV. Just listen to me a second. Not only did the prosecutor find that this man was not mentally fit to be president. He didn't put it that way. I'm putting it that way. Which is why I raised the 25th Amendment before anybody else. Because I know this Constitution. But even beyond that. The prosecutor concluded that Joe Biden, and I'm quoting from the report, willfully removed and disclosed classified information, quote, unquote, Mr. Producer. Is that as clear as it can be? But we wouldn't bring a case anyway because he's president. And we don't want to get into the you can't indict a president. We wouldn't bring a case anyway because it normally wouldn't be brought. Yes, it would. I know by my days at the Department of Justice they were brought. Well, in any way, he's feeble. He's too feeble to be charged. But, of course, he's perfectly mentally healthy to be president of the United States. Now, watch these media outfits. How they spin. And then you know why they are disgusting propaganda operations for the left and the Democrat Party and against us. There is no defending this. But I am concerned that not enough people are talking about the finding as a matter of law. Quote, again. The willful removal and disclosure of classified information that falls within the four corners of the Espionage Act. And then, as I said, they say, well, he cooperated. It's different. He didn't have a subpoena. There wasn't obstruction. Wait a minute. This guy's been around Washington longer than the Lincoln Memorial. He knows the rules of the Senate, and he goes into the skiff and steals. It's stealing and steals classified information takes it home, and it sits there for over 40 years? And he sees all this stuff going on with Trump, his Department of Justice, the National Archives, the Special Counsel, all the media stuff. Oh, this ponderous judge, he needs to get off his ass and start prosecuting. You know, he knows what he has in his garage next to his Corvette Stingray. And by the way, they kept finding other stuff, too. So he didn't volunteer and say, uh, we have a problem here. 
You better call in the authorities. Yes, okay. Well, you know what? You know what, Merrick? Merrick. What kind of name is that anyway? You know, Merrick? You know what, uh, Jack the Ripper Smith? You know what, boys? Yeah, I have a problem. What's that? You ran out of Depends? No, no, I have a problem. What's it? Well, I've got documents, too. He never did that. He never came forward. They had to find them. Remember, Mr. Bidus? They had to go find them. Let's see here. It's in his office that the Chinese are paying for in Washington. Oh, the Biden Penn Center. $900,000 a year for doing nothing. Squat. It's okay. You know, everybody gets that. That's why we're going to have our buddy Jim Trusty on in about five or ten minutes who worked with President Trump on a different matter, but is very, very informed about all this. And he wanted to come on, and I want him to come on, and we want to discuss this. But don't let people try to distinguish these cases. The fact of the matter is they threw the book at Trump, who was president and had the power to declassify. And in the case of Joe Biden, well, he's not mentally with it. He didn't know when he was vice president, when this one died. He doesn't know anything, and you know... Why don't you let the jury figure that out? No, you can't indict a sitting president. Okay, but what about an ex-president? Who makes decisions while he's... Of course you can't have absolute immunity when you leave office. It's Judge Pond. Who? Judge Pond. Oh, the political hack in the black robe? Yeah, Judge Pond. Her. Not above the law. Well, we know that's a lie. Hillary Clinton's above the law. Joe Biden's above the law. Hunter Biden will be above the law when he gets pardoned at some point. They're all above the law. He willfully, hello, willfully removed and retained those documents and disclosed classified information. I mean, Donald Trump, he's in Mar-a-Lago. You can't get in Mar-a-Lago if your life depends on it. They have guards at the front gate. I've been there. They have secret service all around the place. Certain doors are locked. There's private. That's a, in the garage in, in boxes that look like they, uh, they, were, uh, they had mold on them and they were water destroyed and they were falling apart. There's the gems about Afghanistan and other countries. How do we know Hunter Biden didn't crawl his way in there during one of his stupors? I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying this is how the left does it. That's how they do it. But no charges are warranted based on the facts and the evidence. Sounds like Comey all over again. They seem warranted to me. Willfully retained means he intended to retain. Willfully removed means he intended to remove. Disclose classified information? Okay, what else do you need? Seems like a slam dunk case to me. Can't indict a sitting president. You can only indict Trump 91 times. I mean, come on! Okay, I got it. The Supreme Court today. Let me suggest something to you. This is a slam dunk case, whether it's 9 to 0, 8 to 1, whatever the hell it is. It was always a slam dunk case. Despite the kooks like J. Michael Ludig and Lawrence Tribe with a U, not a W, Lawrence Tribe and all the other phonies, frauds, and fakes. 
dressed up as experts. Listen, I was a judge. Shut up, you idiot. Sit down. And then they're praising Kagan. Oh, she's so right. Oh, they're... So you may get 9 to 0, 8 to 1, but guess what comes next? That case that comes out of the D.C. Circuit. The immunity case. So if they rule 6 to 3 against, or 7 to 2 against, or 8 to 1 against, or 9 to... See that? The court really is upholding the law. In other words, this is low-hanging fruit, this ballot case. And the people who brought these cases... They should be facing ethics complaints, possible disbarment, but they only do that with Trump lawyers and conservative Republican lawyers. These people have actually tried to upset our electoral system by taking a Civil War amendment that applied to the Confederacy. That's all it applied to. Twisting it and turning it. And let me correct the media. And they've been saying this all day. Let me correct the legal analysts. Donald Trump was charged by the Democrats in the House of Representatives. He was impeached. They accused him of an insurrection, and it went to the Senate, and he was found innocent. So it's not that he wasn't charged, and that's the constitutional body that would bring the charge. They did. The Democrats. They lost in the Senate. Trump won. He's innocent. So it's even worse. Oh, he didn't bring any charges. You know. Yes, they did. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. It's a pleasure to have my friend, brilliant lawyer, Jim Trusty with us, former Trump lawyer, discuss this, uh, this report. Now, Jim, I know that the uh, special counsel discussed um, Joe Biden's mental capacity, which obviously is appropriate. People, oh, it's, Why did he do that? Because he's trying to explain one of the reasons they chose not to bring charges, but it wasn't the only one. But here's, here's my problem. They have a finding that Joe Biden, and I quote the report, willfully removed and retained classified information and disclosed classified information. And they said, you know, even if he had his wits, that wouldn't be something they would charge. Well, why not? That is a violation of the Espionage Act. Yeah, I didn't know there was an exception to the Espionage Act for writing egotistical autobiographies and yeah. wanting to hold on to classified material. I mean, and, and look, none of this is a surprise, Mark. I mean, we knew, first of all, you knew if there's a report, then it's not an indictment. So we knew it was going to be a non-prosecution. But I think when you read this uh, this memo, and it's, 
you know, it's a monster, 388 pages. It really strains to find reasons not to prosecute. It's kind of a result in search of justification. And to your point about his mental state, and, and again, keep in mind, the removal and the, you know, the unauthorized removal of these documents took place many years ago originally. He held on to this stuff quite knowingly, but they describe him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I thought this almost feels like Stockholm syndrome. Like they sat down with this guy and he turned on the old man charm and they swooned, or at least they swooned for purposes of trying to say they don't have a prosecutable case. So there's, there's a lot to digest, a lot of differences that actually cut the wrong way in terms of Biden's knowing and willful behavior uh, and a lot of evidence that they kind of gloss over, but they, they come to a result that is consistent with the history of presidents and vice presidents holding on to documents, maybe not senators, but you know, it goes to a broader problem of handling classified materials, which has been a problem for every modern president. Which is why when they went to a fire alarm fire with Trump, it was outrageous. He's got the Secret Service there. There was no indication he was sharing classified information with anybody. There is a significant constitutional issue, whether it remains classified if a president takes a document. All these things of first impression, they force these issues, whether it's immunity after, whether it's ballot initiatives. We're only facing all this because of the outrageous, aggressive nature of the lawyers, lower courts, in trying to change the law violate comedy, C-O-M-I-T-Y, tradition, and try and push the system to the limit. What do you think of that? I think you're exactly right. I mean, look, all roads on the criminal side, I know there's civil litigation floating out there that's got issues too, but on the criminal side, everything runs through the attorney general. He can hide behind Jack Smith all he wants, but he's the guy that's ultimately making decisions. And at the end of the day, with the way modern presidencies and some vice presidents have dealt with classified materials, you know, it, it's got issues. There's document retention issues for sure for every president. But this same Department of Justice used to say it's up to the former president, and that doesn't even help Joe Biden here, but the former president gets to decide what he can hold on to. And if he holds on to something that we don't approve of, then the most we can do is sue him in D.C. civilly. In other words, the Presidential Records Act was never meant to be a criminal statute. And it's a different, completely different ball of wax than anything that you deal with when it comes to typical Espionage Act scenarios. So, you know, DOJ and this attorney general decided to criminalize it. And all this does is underscores what a complete double standard we have in this country right now and how the Department of Justice is just teetering on the edge where everyone, lawyer, non-lawyer alike, can smell unfairness. And it's, again, it's not that I want to see Biden prosecuted for this stuff. I think none of these officials should be getting prosecuted. We need to clean up the system. But the problem is when it's this stark, a different treatment. I mean, and let me just say this, Mark, if, you don't, if you'll let me go for a quick second. Yeah. You know, I guarantee you that Rob Hur's people did not run roughshod over attorney-client privilege. They didn't destroy executive privilege in the name of going after Joe Biden. They didn't have one of their deputies blackmail an attorney to try to flip them against Biden. I mean, the aggressiveness that was brought to bear on something that's not even truly criminal is completely different with Mar-a-Lago than it is up north at uh, Car-a-Lago up in Delaware. And you were involved in this case with Trump. So, you know, did they even have a federal grand jury that they were using? 
Yeah, unclear to me right now. I haven't read all 388 pages. I assume that there was at least some compelled interviews, but not much. I mean, I also just noticed everything from Car- from Mar-a-Lago was accompanied by leaks. I mean, every time there was a good day for President Trump, there was a leak the next morning out of either DOJ or the FBI. Uh, it was complete radio silence until a couple of days ago for Delaware, just saying a report is forthcoming. So the, the discipline at keeping things quiet has been interesting. I need to pour through the report with, you know, a lot more time, but I can tell you there's just no way that their investigation at all mirrors the intensity, the harassment of witnesses and things that took place down in Florida. And we have this situation now where he, I mean, people are right. I mean, that you don't remember when your vice presidency ended. You don't remember when your son tragically died. You don't remember these things. And this hoax has been pulling on the American people now for several years by his party, by his family, by his friends, by his colleagues, by the media. I mean, what do, what do you make of a country that has the biggest political party that pushes a man like this for the presidency, knowing damn well he's incapable of even doing the job? I mean, it's, it's the emperor wears no clothes, right? I mean, there's people on both sides of the aisle that fully recognize that although he may have a few good cogent moments, there's a lot of bad moments. And can you imagine how bad the moments are behind the scenes? The things that Dr. Jill Biden sees would probably, you know, wilt us in place if we knew all the the, the details of having a, a a man who's just beyond his years. You know, he is an old 80. It's not that he's any magic age. It's just that his mental acuity is definitely not what it used to be. I mean, it served him well for this report, in a sense. But uh, I, I don't hear the chorus of people talking about presidential disability like we did during the early years of President Trump. And so he says, the bottom line is, they didn't charge me. And uh, we, you see, if, if it were Jack Smith handling this case, and if this were Donald Trump, he would have charged him. He would have challenged the idea that you can't indict a sitting president. He would have taken it to a friendly court, a friendly circuit court, and hoped for the best with the Supreme Court. In other words, he would have pushed that issue despite half a century of agreement among attorneys general of both parties that you can't. He would have pushed the edge of that envelope, don't you think? Yeah, I think there's a good chance. Uh, maybe not Jack Smith personally, but like his, his doppelganger, a Jack Smith who would be willing to take on a Democratic target uh, like President Biden. And look, I mean, it's some of this is from me living it, of course, and being on the inside while things were happening. But a lot of this is certainly out there in the public that, you know, there were just no rules. Everything mm-hmm. about the Mar-a-Lago prosecution was a testament to creativity. And that's just not a word we want to use when we're talking about targeting a presidential contender and a former president. And uh, with, with President Biden, we're back to kind All of right, the my friend. Got to go. God bless you. Thanks for everything, Jim. We're going to definitely need you to come back. We'll be right back. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, 
The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin says today, what the back ventures will repeat tomorrow. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Well, they're repeating it now, and that's a good thing. The 25th Amendment, since we began posting on it and talking about it here, is now in the public discussion arena, at least among conservatives, at least on Fox. And Paul Bedard is, if not the finest, definitely one of the finest journalists around. He's written about that. He's noted the uh, the posting that I put on social media several hours ago. President Biden is going to address the nation in a few minutes. We're going to cover that. We're going to play it. This should be very, very interesting. It's obvious that they see that this is a five-alarm fire. Uh, I'm sure they're going to give him just enough, uh, a needle with just enough medicine, Mr. Producer, so he can walk to the podium and actually speak. We'll see. Uh, and he'll try and twist this and so forth. What he ought to do, and I'm just being honest, is say, look, I resign. Now, we would get Kamala Harris, and that would be problematic, but she's not going anywhere either. She has lower ratings than Biden. Put her out front, and with her, uh, with her wits, she sounds more uh, confused than Joe Biden. So go for it. They have no lineup here. The problem is the country. The country. This is why I think you can see guys like Blinken, who is a traitor, an absolute traitor, who has an algebra his problem at the State Department, has today officially, as has the Department of Defense, as has Kirby, Admiral Kirby, they've all gone lockstep on this, which is Israel must not defeat Hamas, and they're now literally defending the right to Hamas for Hamas to exist, and its leaders... Israel knows where its leaders are. They've moved them into one town. They're surrounding the town. They're ready to wipe them out. And the United States says, we do not support this. Have you ever seen anything like this in your life? Plus, give them a country. Plus, give them food and water and medicine. I do need to touch back, circle back slightly with the Supreme Court. So it's my contention that you'll get an 8 to 1, 9 to 0. But it's not just me. Everybody knows this. And it was always going to be the case. Always. So the real issue here isn't even what the justices said, although we'll play some of that later. It's what the justices had to do. Because the Democrat Party, the Biden regime is behind this. Taking the 14th Amendment, the Confederacy Clause. That's what it is. And trying to apply it. Pretty damn outrageous. Are we able to take a break now, Mr. Producer? Let's take a break now so we can cover President Biden live. Go. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. 
Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. We're waiting for Biden. We will cover him live. Even though sometimes he doesn't act that way, Mr. Producer. So Biden's always late, as he is now. So we'll continue, and as soon as he... uh, sort of shuffles up to the microphone, we will uh, we will take it. But I, I was talking about it earlier this week and last week, and I'm going to say it again, and I've said it on TV. If you're Jill Biden, how do you allow your husband to do this and humiliate himself publicly, and even more than that, put the nation at risk like this? We see it. All the foreign leaders, all of our enemies, they see this which puts our men and women in danger, which puts our allies in danger, as Netanyahu. And I said to you the other night, the way that he screams and yells and cringes about Donald Trump and MAGA focuses in on one or two things to hate and be angry about. This is typical of stage five out of stage seven dementia. It's typical. I don't say that to make fun of it. I don't say it to make fun of it at all. I've told you about my older brother. I'm not going to get into it anymore. And there's many families out there. There are people that suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia and other mental illnesses. It's not a joke. But for the Democrat Party to continue to promote somebody like this is outrageous. And they're sitting there. It's all about surface-level politics for them. It's all about power. Well, Kamala can't win. They know that. But she's not going to go easily. If she steps in, so we, we get Newsom, we love Newsom, even though he's a complete empty suit. Little dab didn't do him. A complete fool. I mean, DeSantis made a fool out of this guy. In the one-on-one debate, no question about it. And his record in California is a disaster. It's not a record to run on. Now he'll lie, slick, media will get behind him. But let me tell you what's going on in the shadows today. Jake Tapper... Wolf Blitzer, the other blitzed over there at the Communist News Network, over at MSLSD, all the reprobates, all the Democrats, all the rhinos, they're trying to figure out what to do. They're calling all their political friends on the Hill. They're saying, we have to fix this damn thing. We got to do something about this. What do we do? We got to send people into the White House to pressure this guy to get the hell out. I guarantee you that's what's going on right now. Joe Scarborough will go down with the ship. He won't care. No, no, no. I like talking to him. He calls me all the time. Trump is Hitler. Literally, he says. He's gone full Hitler. Just like Bibi Netanyahu's become a Nazi. Joe, you're selling yourself awfully cheap price, brother. And so keep in mind when Biden speaks, somebody wrote, for him, whatever he's going to say. Now, that's not unusual, but in his case, it's mandatory. He'll talk about protecting democracy, saving democracy. If he doesn't resign, 
protecting democracy, saving democracy. How his case is different than Trump's. He cooperated fully. Oh, I cooperated fully. Just because I sat on this stuff for half a century, soon as they caught me, soon as they searched my house and my office and found classified documents, I said immediately, I will cooperate. Oh, wow. Cooperating. Very cool. He'll say that the prosecutor did not find him of any prosecutorial crimes. Perhaps, I'm just guessing. Think about what you would write for him to mouth. Something of that, that nature. Unless he flat out resigns. He could say, I've decided, I find it hard to believe, but it's certainly possible, that I'm going to step aside under the 25th Amendment that the Vice President of the United States will be the acting president until I'm actually out of office. He could try something like that. That the fact is that I've had deteriorating health. That would be the greatest speech he would ever give, by the way. The most patriotic speech he could ever give. But I want you to remember something else. The people who defended this man, and still do, In the media, the political operatives, the Democrat Party, Schumer, Hakeem Jeffries, the whole bunch of them. They've been lying to you over and over and over again about this man. Lying to you. Even if he does do the right thing, which is questionable. They can never be forgiven for what they've done here. James Clyburn out there, Nancy Pelosi. Too old, you know what? Begins with F, A R T S, Mr. Producer. Defending him, his wisdom, he has experience. MSNBC giving this cover, CNN giving this cover, the Wall Street Journal, Maggie Haberman, all giving them cover. The Washington Press Corps. Nobody's had the guts to step out, nobody, and write a piece and say, look, we're sitting here, this is unacceptable. This is a ruse. This is play acting. He's not capable of being president of the United States. That's really what needs to be said. But it won't be said. Instead, he's defending democracy. In fact, we may interrupt this clip, but he already put out a statement today. He already made a statement. Let's go to cut 11, Mr. Producer. Go. The special counsel released their findings today about their look into my handling of classified documents. I was pleased to see they reached the conclusion I believed and knew all along they would, that there are no charges should be brought in this case. Of course, they don't charge sitting presidents, but go ahead. This was an exhaustive investigation going back literally more than 40 years. 40 years when I became a United States Senator when I was a kid. Yeah. I was a kid, 29 years old. <laughs> Special counsel acknowledged I cooperated completely. I did not throw up any roadblocks. I sought no delays. In fact, I was so determined to give special counsel what they needed. I went forward with a five-hour in-person interview. You waited half a century until you revealed that you even had the material. Go ahead. 
days of October the 9th, 8th and 9th last year, even though Israel had just let, been let's attacked. Just, uh, see, this is the arrogance. This is the problem. This is the problem. He's praising himself. He did so beautifully, handled himself so well. This is the first statement. Maybe they're going to adjust it. He's already, what, seven, eight minutes late, Mr. Producer? Do we have another break? Do we? Okay. So at the top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, we have to take a break. I don't believe he's going to speak by then, but we have a recorder going. We're going to catch it. We're going to get every word of it. And I'm going to play every word of it if we don't get it live. So don't worry about any of that. Many of you are in cars or at the dinner table. Uh, We will handle this. Go ahead. Finish what he said. By Hamas on the 7th. I was in the middle of handling an international crisis. But I was especially pleased. Oh, I got it. It's Israel's fault. He was handling an international crisis, you see. I mean, seriously, folks, this is an international crisis right now, what we're dealing with. Him. Blinken is running our foreign policy. By the way, on that issue, are there no Republicans who are going to stand up to this guy and what he's doing to our foreign policy? I mean, at least John McCain went to the floor of the Senate and explained everything about this guy. I don't see it. Is somebody going to go to the floor of the Senate? Is some Republican going to stand up and use the filibuster rule to say, wait a minute, this guy has to come before us, lay out what's going on in this country. He's supposedly representing us. He's making deals with Hamas and Qatar and all the rest of it. I mean, are they all bought and paid for, seriously, by Qatar? Well, tell me, Mr. Producer, I need to know how much time we have left so I know when to break and when not to. So we have two minutes left. This is live radio. Um, if Biden starts, we'll go to it. But if he doesn't, I promise you that we will have it and I will play it for you. And we're going to play all of it, regardless of what the, uh, the clock in radio and the sponsors and all the rest of it are lined up for, because we have to. I think it's very important that you remember how many people deceived you and who deceived you. The anchors on TV, the reporters on TV, the columnists. They can't rewrite their history. It's on tape. It's on video. It's in writing. But he actually had this problem to Joe Biden years ago. I pointed it out years ago. Even before it was obvious. Some of us have had to live with family and friends who have these illnesses and we can see it. What I don't get is Joe Biden. If you love your husband... And if you love your country, you don't do this. Joe Biden and Mika Brzezinski, you're on cover for a man who you know is not capable of being president of the United States. And you're not alone. 98% of the United States media has done this while they're trying to put Trump in prison to smooth the way for Biden. This is why. They need to take his opponent out, not by voters, but by absolutely outrageous charges all right we're going to take a break we'll have every word that biden speaks when we return i'll be right back in today's digital age where cyber threats loom larger than ever safeguarding your personal information is paramount 
So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, folks, let's get to it. Here's Biden. Go. Let me say a few things before I take questions. As you know, the special counsel released his findings today about their look into my handling of classified documents. <clears throat> I was pleased to see he reached a firm conclusion that no charges should be brought against me in this case. This was an exhaustive investigation going back more than 40 years, even into the 1970s when I was still a new United States senator. <clears throat> the special counsel acknowledged I cooperated completely. I did not throw up any roadblocks. I sought no delays. In fact, I was so determined to give the special counsel what he needed, I went forward with a five-hour in-person, five-hour in-person interview over two days on October the 8th and 9th of last year, even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th, and I was very occupied. It was in the middle of handling an international crisis. I was especially pleased to see special counsel make clear the stark distinction and difference between this case and Mr. Trump's case. The special counsel wrote, and I quote, several material distinctions between Mr. Trump's case and Mr. Biden's are clear, continuing to quote, most notably, after giving multiple chances to return classified documents to avoid prosecution, Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. According to the indictment, he not only refused to return the documents for many months, he also obstructed justice by enlisting others to destroy evidence and then to lie about it. In contrast, we went on to say Mr. Biden turned in classified documents to the National Archives and the Department of Justice, consented to the search of multiple locations, including his home, sat for a voluntary interview, and in other ways cooperated with the investigation, end of quote. I've seen the headlines since the report was released about my willful retention of documents. This, these assertions are not only misleading, they're just plain wrong. On page 215, if you had a chance, I know it's a long, it's a thick document. On page 215, the report of the special counsel found the exact opposite. Here's what he wrote. There is, in fact, a shortage of evidence that I willfully retain classified materials related to Afghanistan. On page 12, the special counsel also wrote for another documents. The decision to decline criminal charges was straightforward. The evidence suggests that Mr. Biden did not willfully retain these documents. The evidence said I did not willfully retain these documents. In addition, 
I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Simple truth is, I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events, going back 40 years. At the same time I was managing an international crisis, their task was to make a decision about whether to move forward with charges in this case. That's their decision to make. That's the council's decision to make. That's his job. And they decided not to move forward. For any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking about. It has no place in this report. The bottom line is the matter is now closed. I'm going to continue what I've always focused on, my job of being President of the United States of America. Now, thank you, and I'll take some questions. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's, uh, that's, that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, look, president? my memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. Mr. President, Mr. President. Do voters have concerns about your age? How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, criminal liability today. Do you take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material? I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It goes in and points out things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were moved, were moved not by me, but my staff, but my staff. Mr. President, 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 for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is your judgment. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What What is your answer to that question? Because I'm the most question? qualified person in this country to be President of the United States and finish the job I started. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. What the Well, no, he did not say that. He did not say that. Let me answer your question. The fact of the matter is, what I didn't want repeated 
I didn't want him to know, and I didn't read it to him, was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama why we should not be in, this, in Afghanistan. And I was of this, multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified, I should have said it was, should be private because it was a contact between the president All and right, the vice president. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Wanted you to hear as much as possible, but I can't listen anymore because I watched it live. The report says he did share classified information. Goes up there and he says he didn't. The report says he did retain classified information. Says he didn't. He blames his staff. I guess his staff back then for everything that occurred. Talks about all of his information being in locked in filing cabinets. Well, you see the photos. They're not locked anywhere. He was angry. He was defiant. I'm sure the 98% of the media out there that serves as a Praetorian Guard thought it was a fantastic performance. And then at the end, he's asked a question. He says Israel's response in Gaza is over the top. And he says, I don't know if you caught this, Mr. Producer, that he was talking even with, about getting aid to the Gazans when he was talking to the president of Mexico, Sisi. Did you hear that? Sisi's the president of Egypt. And so uh, he kind of proves the point. And you can see why not just reporters, very few, I might add, but the American people have a problem with his age, not because he's old, because of dementia. He apologized for nothing. Oh, let me check that. He said he should have overseen his staff more carefully. I say he spent about a quarter or more, 30% of the time attacking Trump, explaining how his case was different than Trump. The prosecutor in this case does the same thing to cover their ass as to why they won't charge Biden. It's different here. You know, there was obstruction there. Here it was just 40, 50 years of having classified documents. They don't talk about the skiff, that is, Biden doesn't, the documents he literally stole from there, and he knew as a senator. It's called a skiff for a reason. And he held that material till he was caught. And when he's caught with these classified documents, in his office, in his home, different parts of his home, then he says he cooperates. That's not but the Espionage Act says. You get caught and you cooperate, you're okay. More excuses, like for Hillary Clinton, more excuses for Biden. The special counsel in this case does not deserve a ticker tape parade. As to Biden's uh, mental capacity, that's an observation we all have. And the reason he put it in the report was not to take out Biden was to cover his own ass and explain why he is not going to charge Biden. And the reason he brings up Trump in the report is, again, to cover his ass why he is not going to go after Biden. But why are you comparing, if you're the prosecutor, I mean, we can compare the cases, but if the prosecutor, you're dealing with the facts and the law in front of you. This is a black and white case of a violation of the Espionage Act by a man who was not president at the time 
and had no ability to declassify a damn thing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States is not supposed to be talking about an ongoing criminal case. And he couldn't stop talking about it, could he, Mr. Producer? He continues to send signals to his attorney general, to the prosecutors, to the judges, the hack judges like Pond and the others, to pursue him to get Trump out of the way. Now, I want to tell you something personally. I've met Donald Trump on many occasions. I don't hang around Mar-a-Lago um, to do interviews from time to time, and we'll be doing one in a few weeks. I see him. Or I might be invited to go down there from time to time, but I don't ask to be invited to anything. My wife and I have had dinner with him and Melania and others. But mostly it's just us at the table. He is smart. He is engaged. He doesn't miss a beat. He's thinking ahead. Despite what the press try and portray, his age has not affected his capacity to think or his energy in the least. It's actually quite remarkable. Some people are built that way, some are not. He is. So when I see him from time to time, very rarely make a mistake and they try and compare him to Biden. This is the media in America. This is how horrendous it is. And when he speaks to me, speaks to my wife, he is a complete gentleman. There was one occasion, a couple years back, when he invited us to sit with him at his club in, uh, in Florida, his golf club. I don't play a lot of golf, I never did, but I used to like to go to the driving range, but I can't do that anymore. So we were there. It's a long line to get in there. People love it. He said, I want you to sit next to me. And my wife sat next to me. Melania sat next to her. And it was a buffet. That's what they have at this club. And by the way, fantastic buffet. So people are getting up. And he, this is what he does, Mr. He says, Mark, you come with me. I've never told a soul this. And he says, look at these shrimp. He's so proud of what he's created. Look at these shrimp. They're the biggest shrimp, and they are. They're massive. And he takes the, what are they, tongs? And he puts a couple shrimp in my plate. And he takes a little scoop of the cocktail sauce, puts it in the plate. Now, I know I like meat cooked the way he does. Well done. So that's the next stop. There's the meat. And he says to the gentleman, how are you? Very friendly to everybody. He said, we need a couple slices of well done for me and for Mark. But give Mark first. And I'm just giving you a feel for how the man is. What he's like. He doesn't ask for anything in return. He doesn't want anything. He doesn't need anything. Nothing. He's nothing like he's portrayed. 
enormously proud man, enormously successful man. So when he comes across these bullies, whether they're dressed up as politicians or prosecutors or whatever, he resists it. He doesn't like them. It has nothing to do with doing something nefarious or something wrong. He's thinking to himself, damn it. There are lots of presidents, I'm guessing, I don't know the facts, but I'm thinking how his mind works. A lot of presidents have documents and so forth and so on. I'm not selling them. I'm not giving them to enemies. I want to look at them again. And so they go after him. Lots of presidents and candidates have challenged elections, even in 1876, way back when. They sent two slates of candidates to the to the Capitol building to be counted. Nobody was prosecuted. Nobody was charged. Nobody was accused of anything. We had terrorist elements, ties with the Democrat Party, who shot members of Congress, blew up one room in Congress, did all these horrible, violent things. They were never called insurrectionists. And when Carter and Clinton and Obama could could let them out and commute their sentences, they all did that. Donald Trump says, I'm going to do that with these January 6th people, and he's attacked. Why? They didn't shoot anybody. They didn't stab anybody. I'm not talking about those who are violent, but even they didn't stab or shoot anybody. I would remind uh, Judge Lamberth. They don't deserve a ticket tape parade. That's not my point. Not my point at all. And Joe Biden's there. We all know he's fumbling. He's bumbling. And tonight he attacked Israel. Oh, they're over at the top. People trying to defend themselves. While he's funding Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis with billions and billions of dollars. Undermining Israel's ability to protect itself. They're over the top, their response. And telling Israel they can't finish off Hamas. This is why they hate Netanyahu. This is why they call him a Nazi. This is why Thomas Friedman... Joe Scarborough and the other Biden sycophants push for a coup against Netanyahu. Netanyahu's not going to deliver the Palestinians a new country. Netanyahu's not going to leave Gaza until Hamas is destroyed and is demilitarized. Netanyahu's doing what any statesman, president, prime minister who loves their people and loves their country is responsible for doing protecting them. Biden's comments tonight should demonstrate to everybody that he's not only mentally unfit, and even when he did have his faculties, he was unfit, but that he is a man now who is unhinged. Unfit and unhinged. And he waves this report around as if it's some kind of victory. Well, prosecutor could have prosecuted him. If it had been Smith, he would have prosecuted him, regardless whether he can indict a sitting president or not. Biden is very, very lucky. I'll be right back. The Mike Levin Show. This is the home of the July 4th Americans. And you can call at 877-381-3811. I'll tell you what's going to happen now after this particular press conference. Because Biden's not moving. 
uh, unless they actually bring a uh, a crane in there and lift him off his bed or his desk or whatever. So the Democrat Party will dig in. The media will dig in. The Democrats and their media created this situation and they need to fix it, but they're not going to. As I've written, as I've talked to you, they put their party and their power before everything else, certainly the country. They believe the only way to win the presidency with this guy is to imprison Trump, further change the voting systems in our states, which their lawyers are doing as I speak, ladies and gentlemen, and step up their lies about all the failed policies with the help of their mass media partners. And you're going to see this. And you're going to see them do this aggressively now. They're getting what they want out of Biden. That's all they care about. They've destroyed our border. They're destroying our currency. They're destroying our economic system. They've destroyed our classrooms. They're destroying the family unit. They're destroying our ally Israel. I'm telling you, they're getting what they want. They don't give a damn if this guy has dementia. They don't give a damn if he can speak. It doesn't matter to them. All that matters to them is power. That's all they care about, or we wouldn't even be going through this now. Let me ask you a question. How many prominent Democrats today are calling on Biden to step down or not to run for re-election? There's a few, but they're not prominent. They don't have a Romney. They don't have a Ken Buck. They don't have a Susan Collins or Lisa Murkowski. And the list goes on and on and on. These people break the ranks to screw conservatives. They don't have a single person in the House that would vote to impeach Biden. They didn't have one that would vote to impeach Mayorkas. They wouldn't have a single senator who would vote to convict. They don't have a single cabinet member and the vice president who would trigger the 25th Amendment, which I began talking about this afternoon, which, of course, has picked up steam. That's what we do here. Rush used to call it an echo chamber. Well, that's what we have. And so they're going to circle the wagons. They're going to use lawfare. They're going to expand it and become even more aggressive with it. The media are going to try to take people off the playing field. I guess people like me. And Soros and his Media Matters and the others will try and lobby woke corporatist broadcast corporations to silence people. They'll further their censorship operations, which are really never ended. Other than Twitter, that is X, they will be very successful with Facebook, Google, and all the rest of them. Their media will march in line. Their media will march in line, as they always do. FDR asked the New York Times to help cover up the Holocaust. They obliged. This administration is the most anti-Semitic since Obama's and Obama's since FDR. It's okay. That's right in the wheelhouse of the New York Times. 
They create Donald Trump as some kind of inhuman monster. And he's nothing of the sort. They want you to believe he tried to overthrow an election. He challenged an election in every way he knew. That's not criminal. It never has been. But they've criminalized it. You have an adulterous, corrupt Democrat DA in Atlanta. You have a left-wing, ideologically corrupt attorney general in New York with a judge, an elected left-wing Democrat, who's a real psychopath in my view. You've got a DA prosecutor in Manhattan who puts on a big display today about how they caught these seven illegal aliens and charged them with felonies, and it was great job, great work. Now, he only did it because the roof was caving in on his big fat head. And by the way, he's getting fatter and fatter by the day. He's definitely an F.U., a Fatties United member. And he pats himself on the back, you see. Then we have Mr. Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Stalin, in Washington, D.C. The front man for Merrick Garland and Joe Biden. Happy to do it. You have a Judge Chunkin, an Obama hack political operative, and she rules that way every day. You've got a panel on the circuit court in Washington, D.C. They spent years destroying that court and then remaking it in their own image. Led by a woman by the name of Pan, P-A-N, whose husband is a sleazeball reprobate Democrat operative who tried to destroy Kavanaugh with his lies. And at the bench, she sounds like she should be on the five. Like she should be on the view. That's what I meant to say. Like all the other nitwits on the view. Then we have these phony ballot challenges. They have to go all the way to the Supreme Court. And other connivance in order to change the outcome of the election. They know they have to change it. They need to get uh, Trump off the ballot. It's not going to work. But they're trying. They have to continue to change the state laws and they're working on it. Their political courts in New York and Wisconsin and elsewhere... They're not going to change the congressional and legislative districts. It's not even the time to do it, but they don't care. It's time. They're going to do everything they can. If they can't move Biden out, they're going to do everything they can to enshrine him in that office. He's doing exactly what they want. Check that. He's doing exactly what Obama and the radicals want. You see him. Can you imagine Xi meeting with this guy? Putin meeting with this guy? Netanyahu meeting with this guy? Zelensky? Can you imagine? They know what he is. They see what he is. We all do. We all do. So he's not going to be charged. You see, that's a victory. And then he lashes out against the prosecutor because the prosecutor shouldn't talk about his son. Prosecutor was not talking about his son. And honestly, he needs to stop hiding behind his son and answer like a man when people ask him questions. 
They said he couldn't remember the year his son passed away as a list of evidence that he doesn't have a mental capacity worthy of the office. It was none of their business, he said. They didn't ask because it was any of their business. They asked because it was obvious they were concerned that this guy didn't have all his marbles. And yes, prosecutors have to make that decision. It's funny how angry he gets, and yet they get mad at Trump, who's attacked by five different prosecutors in five different jurisdictions relentlessly. We're trying to steal his business, steal his money, and steal his freedom. Biden doesn't have to face any of that. If Meritless Garland had actually appointed a special counsel to investigate how Joe Biden became a millionaire, all his dealings and his dealings with his son and all the rest of it, can you imagine what that would look like? Can you imagine that report? Merrick Garland comes off like the doddering old man. Merrick Garland is one of the most evil diabolical men, excuse me, people ever in Washington, D.C. He's the man behind the curtain. He's the man who appointed Jack Smith and he knew what he was doing. He's the man who has protected Joe Biden. Meritless Garland. Got caught when he was trying to unleash federal police powers against parents. But we haven't charged anybody yet, he says. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's fine. Biden is not just an old man who doesn't have a memory. He's an evil man. Ask Tara Reid. It's too bad Tucker wasn't talking to Tara Reid when, when he was in Russia. That would have been an important interview, in my view. I go to Russia, Mr. Producer, I don't think I ever come out. What do you think? I have my own travel restrictions. Let's see. No China, no Russia, no Hong Kong. Where else? Other countries, too. In fact, other states, probably, too. Just guessing. And so a side point to you. Do you think I'd be welcome in Dearborn, Michigan, America? What do you think, Mr. Producer? What do you think they do to me? How about Minneapolis, Minnesota? How about the campus of any Ivy League school in America? You think I could walk on those campuses without being assaulted? Of course not. Those are Democrats. Those are Democrat voters. And I hope that you looked at the video of what's going on in Dearborn, Michigan. And I posted another video about a week or so ago about what's going on in California with the imams. They should be proud of their Islamist activities, shouldn't they? Of their jihadist rants. And when I read that op-ed by the head of memory in the Wall Street Journal, I thought to myself, wow, he really understated what's going on in Dearborn, Michigan. And today, Joe Biden sent out senior officials from his administration to meet with Arab and Muslim leaders in Michigan. And today, he and his officials announced that Israel is not to win the war, that Hamas is to be protected 
because Israel has now surrounded the leadership in one little town near the border with Mexico, apparently. He called Egypt Mexico when he was saying his memories solid. And this is where the rubber hits the road. And he says Israel's been over the top. I'm telling you, folks. Dangerous times. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. We're going to have a great program Saturday night. We're not going to be on Sunday night because of the Super Bowl. But we are going to be on Saturday night. And on Life, Liberty, and Levin. And my first guest is going to be uh, America's governor, Ron DeSantis. We'd like his take on all these things. And, you know, he's endorsed President Trump. Nikki Haley's out there de- destroying herself, making a fool of herself, actually. And uh, Leo Terrell will be our second guest. Dear friend, really a brilliant lawyer. We'll, we'll break down some of these things as well. And, of course, my opening statement, like nobody else can. Just no brag, just fact. And we'll go through this report and these other things. We'll make it very simple to understand. Joe Biden, as I page through this report, Mr. D- is a liar about what he was char- what, what the report says. Lied through his teeth. They said he willfully retained these classified documents. They said um, that information was, in fact, shared, classified information. He said the opposite because he cherry-picked from the report. His lawyers cherry-picked from the report. I don't know how anybody can believe this, man. Whether it's food prices or energy prices, utility bills, rent, mortgages, how difficulties made our lives just with automobiles, trucks, what he's done to our country in three short years, the wide open borders, the destitution, the death, the impoverishment, the the slavery, and so forth. All you have to do is look around you. And that old Reagan line really does apply. And I really think President Trump ought to consider using it. Are you better off today than you were three years ago? If you were, vote for Biden. If you're not, vote for me. Well, we never did get around to the clips from the Supreme Court. We'll keep them for tomorrow, just in case. They're not going to go anywhere. I want to thank you all. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, Freedom fighters all over the world. Israel, we apologize for this fool in the White House, but we stand with you. And I want to tell the rest of you, I stand with you. There's a lot to go through in the days and the months ahead, and we'll do this together. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.